Come on in, guys. It's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. I am Alex, your guide through this experience, and we are episode by episode rewatching old seasons of Survivor and commenting on them and just, you know, experiencing them anew because for three of us, this is our first time watching this season with any sort of intensity. The season in question is season 28 of Survivor, Survivor Kagayan, and we are on episode 10 titled Chaos is My Friend. He is a friend of mine, Mr. Chaos. Um, it's a long title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who said that? <laughs> I have, I loved the old hymn that you grew up singing in church. Um, I have a friend in chaos. <laughs> We're going to break down this episode in depth, but first, why don't you uh, get acquainted with my fellow adventurers on this journey? Um, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. You know, Alex, the beach you chose this week is a much longer entrance than normal, so I just want that to be known. Was that a reference to something? You just said, come on in, guys, so... Oh, the walk this week got longer. Oh, it would have cool. been better if we didn't rip so much in between. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm real about parched it. from that walk. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, there's water back at camp. Hey, uh, one of the big moments of this episode is we had a survivor auction, um, and that got me thinking, y'all, what would you love to see in a survivor auction where Jeff uncovers one of those platters and this thing is sitting underneath it? Adam, what would you love to see at? A survivor I would love auction. Jeff to take off the uh, the cloche and reveal a uh, a quilt, and he says, "This is a quilt my nana knitted me." And then he looks dead in the camera and says, "You know what you did." <laughs> Emily's looking at me, trying to see if she missed a reference, and I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> It's happening right now. Nana. <laughs> that would be remarkable. <laughs> I've said that at least twice in the last two, like two to three days each day. It's happening right now. <laughs> I'm genuinely impressed. <laughs> hey, uh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, what would you love to see under, what did you call that, Adam? The thing that covers up the platter? That's a cloche. A cloche? Yeah. What would you love to see under one of those uh, fabric cloches? <laughs> um, I came up with two ideas. The first one is a, a vitals pack. I'm not quite sure. I'm working on it. Okay. Vitals. No, not vitals. Um, <laughs> that's different. This would include, you have to brush your teeth right now. You have to take some vitamin B12. Mm. Like things you have to put on this sunscreen. Like, you know, things that they Self-care really Self-care pack. Shave your armpits. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and the second idea is um, car keys to the car that someone's inevitably going to win. Yes. A 2003 GMC Envoy. Come on, GMC Envoy. 
Yes, even though this one's in 2013, it's for the 2003. Yeah, yeah, it's a gently used. That's the yeah. <laughs> it's that same one from that one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just. I'll take you even a step further. I'm imagining like a. You want to see what your next item is? Everyone's like, yeah, all right. And then coming around the corner from behind the jungle is a cloached. Just a, just a moving cloach that's like. <laughs> I, I, I love, love it. I love I love the idea of like Jeff being in focus and then like just sort of out of focus. You see a car slowly creep in like miles behind him, and it slowly gets closer over the course of twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, no car. Disappointing. Hey Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what would you love to see in a Survivor auction? Um, I think that I would like to see Jeff, like the people bid on it. He says, all right, here it is. And he uncovers it and it's world peace. (laughs) 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 The person who bid on it gets it. I bet the rest of you feel like real assholes now for not bidding on that one, huh? Oh, you want you wanted a, an advantage to the challenge? Here's world freaking peace. <laughs> you dick. Some sort of survivor monkey, do you? <laughs> I would love it if, um, you know, it, it similarly is one of those secret things, and then Jeff unveils it, and underneath are two tickets. And if you open it up and read it, it says, good for one free back rub from Jeff. And there's like a <laughs> winky face. <laughs> and Jeff just lo- looks at him and winks. <laughs> that would be the true, the true prize. <laughs> and then he says, you know what you did. <laughs> Nana! <laughs> Jeff just spent the entire season dissing his nana because she knew Nan. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, today we are talking about episode ten of Survivor, which does indeed feature a Survivor auction. Uh, what do you say we get things started here by taking a trip down to Tree Mail and breaking down beat by beat what happened in this episode? Uh, we start off strong right with that Survivor auction right off the bat. Um, and immediately, Tony and uh, Spencer are thinking through the strategic implications. They think there's probably an advantage at play and are planning on holding on to their money until that advantage is unveiled. At the actual auction, Wu, Cass, Trish, and Jeffra all get food, while Tasha, Tony, and Spencer do indeed hang on to their money. And at the end, Spencer and Tony both put all $500 down on the advantage. Tasha holds on to hers, expecting something else to come up, and they have to draw a rock for the advantage. And just as everything else has gone in this game, Tony gets the luck of the draw here and ends up with an extra advantage. Spencer and Tasha end up with nothing. Back at camp, Tony starts to get annoyed and hurt that after he has put himself uh, without receiving food at the auction and instead getting an advantage, that everybody else in his alliance and everyone else is lazing around He feels as though he's made a sacrifice and no one appreciates it or recognizes it. And he's starting to feel annoyed by the girls and beyond even annoyance, starting to feel suspicion that maybe they're starting to put together an all-girls alliance. This is an idea that Tasha and Spencer are kind of putting out into the open and trying to get Tony to believe, to try and create some distrust, 
and some breakage of that group. Right before immunity, Tony uh, unwraps his advantage, and it turns out to be another clue to another immunity idol. And he goes off and finds it, making it two idols in the pocket of Tony, one of which is of the super variety, and the other one being a just standard old idol. At the immunity challenge, we've got a bag uh, digging up sequence followed by a table maze. And Tasha wins this one, too. That's three straight immunity victories for Tasha. Uh, back at camp, Tony and Wu begin to strategize voting out a girl. They think that if they vote Spencer out here, even though he is vulnerable, that the girls will just come right for the two of them after that. They pitch their plan to Spencer and Tasha, and they both seem to jump on board pretty readily at all. But then Tony gets freaked out by Spencer because he goes idol hunting, um, and he begins to wonder if Spencer's got something up his sleeve. At Tribal, Tony immediately throws Jeffra under the bus as uh, wanting to vote him out at the last sequence, and then he pulls out an idol um, and puts it around his neck as a show of force. And uh, we have the votes. Tony doesn't play his idol. He holds on to it. And Jeffrey gets the boot four to three as all of Tony, Wu, Spencer, and Tosh send votes Jeffrey's way, where Trish and Cass are left in the dark once again in a blindside on their own alliance. And so just like that, we're down to just six. Tony and Wu flip on their alliance once again. Spencer remains in the game. And Tony's got two idols, fam. Two. Two idols. Count them. Two. One. Two. One. Two. 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 I'm good at math. <laughs> Lots of stuff happened this episode. Scoots Magoots, what was your favorite moment of this episode? <laughs> uh, there were a lot of moments. Um... So many moments. So many moments. Um, I think I was kind of, I kind of liked the auction overall. Auction was fun. The auction is fun. This is our, we didn't have one. In, did we have one in the last season? I don't think so. No, we didn't. So yeah, this is our first one. I think I've seen it from other, like when I've watched other various random episodes of Survivor. But it was cool. My favorite there were a lot of good quotes. One of them was, get a fat dip of that guac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wu was like living vicariously through Jeffra in a very sexual way. Yeah, there was a lot of sexual energy coming from Wu at that yeah. Survivor auction. Between that and the ribs, like, find somebody yeah. <laughs> who loves you like Wu loves them ribs. <laughs> <laughs> what a good Survivor meme, Scott. Thank you. I feel like mm. the producers have got to love Wu. Like he's, he's hilarious. Just, every time he like says anything, like whether he's by himself or in the group, he's just hilarious. Boom, Sonic the Hedgehog style. <laughs> uh, Emily, do you have a favorite moment? I honestly just love the auction. I completely forgot that that was part of Survivor, so it was very exciting to like see what people chose and the um, different items that they had for sale. Mm -hmm. I did wonder how good those items actually were because I'm sure that they stood under those cloches for quite some time, yes. including the soda that <laughs> the flat uh, soda. Trish bought. I was like, that's got to be flat. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes good to her. I don't know. This is actually a thing, again, that in like survivor community people talk about is how because you'll you'll hear from like 
um, contestants and stuff. Like when when they get the food on the rewards, you know, like they're it's so hungry that like they'll take it and it's probably delicious to them. But then when they get to Ponderosa and eat that same food, it's like, dude, the pizza's terrible. The yeah. Survivor yeah. pizza is terrible. Uh, there was one episode last season where they like. It was one of those like sit out situations. If you sit out, you get some food. It was like this gigantic plate of nachos that just really did look like it had been sitting there for like an hour. <laughs> and they, they do like a big tight shot of the nachos and you're like, oh, that's not that doesn't look good. <laughs> well, we don't want that. The first the first thing that Trish buys is popcorn, jelly beans and soda. Does she see that before she buys it? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Does. That just doesn't like I. I understand that she's starving. That does not seem like a very like enjoyable meal when you're starving. Yeah, also, it's just sugar and salt. Yeah, yeah. zero nutritional value. Mm. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> heavy agreement. Yeah. Mm. Hey, I'd have bought it. I... <laughs> no, probably not. Adam, what was your favorite moment? I really loved watching Tasha talk to the girls and Spencer sit at the fire and just like stoke Tony's paranoia. They yeah. tag teamed it real good. Like, that was so well done. Yep. And like, it, I, I imagine it was probably fairly well planned, but then when like Tony comes up to Spencer and is like, all right, this is what we should do. Spencer like goes to Tasha and he's like, I got another miracle. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It's just, it's so good. Like that was just such a great, this was strategically one of the more enjoyable episodes in my opinion. Yeah. That's a good one. Before we move too far on from the auction, um, the, the addition of like the sexy saxophone music. Yeah. <laughs> like when, when Wu was eating the ribs and he and Jeff had like that special moment of connection. Yeah. Beautiful. Love when we've said this before. Love when Survivor does stuff like this. <laughs> so fun. He's, yeah. Woo. Tell me what those ribs taste like. What are you imagining? It's like, oh, the tangy barbecue sauce, the moist, delicious meat. <laughs> Jeff's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Well, then Wu takes a bite and he's just like, he's a mess. He's like, <laughs> he just goes for it. Talking with his mouth full and he's like <laughs> spilling beer down his chin. chin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is gross. And, and Jeff's just standing there very close watching it yeah, all. Like, you've got to be like really repulsed right now. <laughs> well, he was loving every moment. Yeah, yeah, that's what they made it seem to be. In a sexual way. <laughs> no way about around that one. Uh, let's talk about the strategy at play at the auction. Both Tony and Spencer and Tosh seem to understand that an advantage would be on the table and were willing to forego eating to uh, save all their money for a shot at that advantage. Um, what was y'all's reaction to when they were passing up on the food uh, Tony was miserable just watching people eat and uh, forwent it all for a chance at the advantage. What what were you, was going through your mind when you saw all this happening? Seemed like a good move? Seemed foolish? What's up? I think it kind of shows Tony's dedication to strategy in this game. Mm -hmm. like, he, I, I thought he was in a cave at some point, <laughs> but he didn't. Like He held out and he was like, there's going to be an advantage and that's way more important than getting some food in my stomach right now. Trish like, also had like the 
like the ant moment, you know, where she's like, Tony, you're, you're wasting away over here. You're starving. Get yourself yeah. some food. What are you doing? I'll leave it out for you. <laughs> yeah, she did. We don't do the survivor auction anymore, really. And I think this is a, and the reason why is that uh, people figured it out and strategied it to death to the point where there were like no fun, compelling, uh, like bid wars, you know, no one bid over like $60 for anything and everybody just sat on their money until it was the thing they wanted and spent it all. And then they drew rocks for it. You know, I think, yeah, the, unless they like totally retool the auction, I, I wouldn't expect to see it anymore in modern survivor for this reason. Well, and that's really the problem with the auction is like without that element, without the advantage thing, like it's just a weird thing where they're like, I, I mean, I guess they could add a bunch of real nasty things that they don't like. They just don't show anybody anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, here's item number one. How much you want to pay for it? And like, it's at no point do you get an advantage for the next challenge, but you might get something really good or something real nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you take the advantage out of it entirely and just make it like truly a reward challenge where yeah. your reward is the food that you maybe get. That's what it was at first. And then they introduced the advantages and. Yeah, because then it used to be more risky, like you could get something gross because the only thing that was not appealing was just the rice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. You can get like some grubs or something like that. Mm-hmm. That would be more interesting for sure. Yeah, the auction was fun because of like the fun that the players had, you know, mm-hmm. that's what made it fun. But from a strategic perspective, yeah, it's like the ones that really want it are going to just hoard all their money and use it all and it's just going to be a flip of the coin okay, so immunity challenge tasha completes her turkey winning her third straight um this is the one where they have to dig a bunch of bags out of the sand um, oh, you're, you're making turkey noises that's what's going on <laughs> I couldn't quite hear what was happening at first and I was confused. It's Thanksgiving in here or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> all a bunch of turkeys. <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? I'm not a turkey. <laughs> Whatever brains they have have clearly evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> turkey. <laughs> gobble, gobble, mother. So, uh, yeah, Adam, as our as our uh, immunity challenge hot take artist, what was your thoughts on this one? I actually kind of I like this one. This was a table maze, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really into like all of the not stuff that just like, I, I don't know, like I, I understand that that has to be a part of it. Like you can't just rip this out, get the balls and do the table maze like it adds an Add some time to it. it. Yeah. But also, like, you just look at it, and some people are just so bad at knots that you're kind of like, this really sucks for them. Learn how to untie knots before you go on Survivor. Yeah. yeah. Um, I honestly, I thought it was good. And, like, Tasha got there pretty early, and Wu caught up pretty quickly. So it was, like, any advantage that she had early on, Wu had an advantage later. Tony was just very frustrated the whole time, so he didn't do super well. But, like, I I thought it was a fun challenge, and it – was both like physical and mental. Like you had a, this high energy moment of ripping this thing out and trying to undo all these knots. Then you had to calm yourself down and do the table maze. Yeah. That was good. 
I liked it too. Um, my big question, like how much was, how much of a maze was it truly? Or was it more just like a balance this ball through this little course? Yeah, that's true. It wasn't really a maze, a table, table course. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of, I could say that being pretty challenging though. Cause you got to go from like all unleashing all this power to like rip the bags up out of the sand. And now you got to control the super fine movement of just like negotiating this ball through this little you know course <laughs> yeah a little course into the little holes just the contrast would be a little bit difficult it reminds me of the biathlon scott oh yeah yep <laughs> scott and i had a great project back in the day where we did play-by-play commentary on a biathlon recording from the olympics <laughs> <laughs> We need to do that again. <laughs> we yeah, missed that our was so goofy. <laughs> it was fun though. Uh, I was also confused with Tony's strat, like the first time he gets to the table maze. Do you remember that? Jeff like even was like, I don't even know what Tony's doing, but he like, you just get a shot of him just like slamming the like maze down. It's like all those <laughs> balls go flying. What oh, yeah. even I don't to know do what here? he was doing. Yeah. I don't know if he was like mad and like got frustrated and slammed it or what. Maybe he thought he was going to like ramp it <laughs> or like <laughs> catapult it to the other end. I'm going to bounce the marble into the hole. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I think he just got frustrated with himself. And so after all that, Tasha wins again for the third straight. She is a legitimate threat at this point between what we're seeing from her socially and strategically and now that she's ripped off three straight immunity challenge wins um she's really making a name for herself in a way that's like more quietly than you would expect based on like on paper what she's done yeah it's such an interesting like they haven't had the option to vote her out in three three weeks now yeah and so, and there's always been someone else. And after this week, it was supposed to be Spencer was gone and then they had to beat her in immunity challenge. So there wasn't like this ramp up of like, Oh, we should get rid of her. Cause she's really good in challenges. It was, she was really good in challenges when she needed to be really good in challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can make the argument that like her and Spencer are the two best survivor players in the game. The only yeah. difference is like, they don't have any like mindless cronies following them <laughs> the social game right now yeah they're just on the wrong side of the numbers he does yeah yeah i've always wondered with this season like how things would look differently and how like you, what you would see from spencer and tasha had they had um from the start like a good group like a following and not had to play from the bottom the whole way. And even from the bottom, like they've put together very strong games and are now in the six, top six, yeah. which is incredibly yeah. impressive. Um, and it comes back to that argument of like, is it better to actually play from the bottom than to play from a power position, which is well, an interesting one. Part of the thing with them too is just they, they came into this game as the brains. And I think they really bought into that. Like, I think... Braun bought into that they were the strongest, but not like it wasn't like so much their identity. Beauty, the same thing. But brains, when they really started the game, they were like, "Oh yeah, we're the smartest ones out here, so we're gonna like outsmart everybody." Mm-hmm. And just they lost so much so early that they just had to be completely stomped by the game to realize, like, okay, 
we need to, we can't think that we're the smartest people out here right now. We just yeah. need to get through. They were humbled. Yeah. Um, another interesting note here with, um, with Jeffra being voted out this episode, that makes it four straight original beauties that kick the can now. It went. That's all of them, isn't it? Yeah, it was Alexis, pre merge, and then Sarah. But then since then, it's been Morgan, LJ, Jeremiah, Jeffra back to back. Yeah. Rip. I know. They split up. One of the other big things, of course, this episode is Tony finding his second idol. This one was aided by a clue. Um, he didn't find it on his first attempt at it, but after he had felt the paranoia because of the girls all talking to each other, he was um, motivated to go out and look again and then ultimately finds it by a big white tree. Um, Tony's got two idols now and uh, sitting as the head member of a, a majority alliance here, um, despite all of his antics and all of his moves that you could say on paper are bad, he's in a pretty good spot. Um, yeah, Emily, what is your assessment of Tony's place in the game at this point and of his idol finding prowess? Yeah, I mean... I want to be annoyed by the fact that he has so many idols, but I mean, he has found them. He, he earned them. True. Um, he has so many, I am confused by how many he has. And last episode, I thought he had two, but that was actually this episode. <laughs> so I won't give that away last time we did this. Um, but I, I think he's in such a good spot. I kind of want people to rally together and, try and go against him instead of just going with whatever he decides to do. But at this point, these idols are going to keep him in the game. Yeah. So he's going to be really hard to pick off at this point. It would take a killer blind side to get him out with two idols in his pocket. Yeah. One that can be used after the vote. Right. That's true. Actually. So, yeah. There, there is no way. You can do it. You have to do it two Two in a row. Two different times. Yeah. And it's not going to be a blindside the second time. And guess what? The second time, he's probably going to play his idol. Yeah. Like, he's, he, he's in four. He yeah, has, like, you have to take him out right before the final, unless you can't use it after. Assuming he can use it for the next two tribal councils, like, he's, he's set to get to at least four. Yeah. That's true. It's just he's in such a power position right now. It's insane. Even like he can basically ignore the rest of his like alliance. He just needs to win an immunity challenge in the four. How does that work? Do they vote? They vote someone out in the to get down to the final three. Um, it depends on the season. Um. So, yeah, typically when there's a final three um, in older seasons, or actually just all of them, but the m most recent four or five, yeah, there's an immunity challenge at four. You go to tribal council like usual and vote someone out. Um, in recent seasons, they've added a new mechanic where at four, there's an immunity challenge, you know, there's a winner. And then instead of just doing um, like the vote, like usual, the winner then picks two people to engage in like a one-on-one -on -one fire making competition, mm -hmm. and the loser of that 
goes like loses. So yeah, typically at four, the reason they do that is if there's a tie at four, um, the tiebreaker is that fire making competition. And a lot of times there, there is a tie at four just at two, two, you know, so it kind of yeah. just skips a step. And also a lot of times, yeah, the best player gets voted out at four. Actually, just like in most in a lot of seasons, the best player gets voted out the one right before the final, you know. And so this is a way to try and help the best player actually win, I think. So anyway, to ask answer your question. Yeah, when there's a final three, there's just a tribal council at four. But also uh, individual immunity idols definitely aren't allowed at four when there is a final three. Yeah, Tony in a powerful position now, as you laid out, like having two idols at the final six effectively guarantees you top four. What do we think about Tony's chances in a final tribal? This is a thing that we've heard the players talk about a little bit too, um, of how they, you hear some people say that like he would totally win at the end. You hear some other people say that so many people are going to be blindsided and backstabbed by him that he can't. Um, What's your assessment on Tony's chances at the end? It depends on how bitter the jury is going to be. Yeah. He's definitely got a case that he could say, yo, I ran this entire game. Yeah. But, you know, it depends on how fair the jury is going to be. Yeah, you look at who's over there, like Sarah, directly blindsided by him. Um, Morgan definitely didn't like him. LJ, directly blindsided by him. Um, Jeremiah, who knows what he thinks about anything. Uh, (laughs) And Jeffra obviously didn't like him either. So you're right. It's like, how are they going to vote? And I just wonder with them seeing how things are playing out as they're sitting on the jury, if they could if they would distance themselves and see how he's leading, mm-hmm. if that would have any effect on their bitterness, potential bitterness. I think Sarah is going to be bitter no matter what. Yeah. I think, I think Sarah is going to be pretty bitter no matter what. I agree with that. I, I feel like most of the other people will like look at Tony's game and be like, he played the strongest game. I was going to say, it also depends on who he's going to be sitting up there against. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if it's like, I don't know. I was going to say Jeffra, but she, <laughs> she kind of gets... Yeah, like, theoretically, if, if he's up there with, like, Jeffra and Jeremiah, right? Like, definitely a slam dunk. But, like, what do you think yeah. about if he's up there with, I don't know, maybe the two strongest players other than him would be, like, Spencer and Tasha, you know? Yeah, or Trish. Yeah, if or she Trish. communicate her role well. Yeah, what do you think about his odds against someone like those few? I don't know. I still like, I mean, I still think that he has played probably like he's definitely called the shots enough and he's had a direct role in pretty much every decision made. I mean, it's still pretty, you don't discount that even though the others have played good games. I mean, that's the thing like Spencer and Tasha, they were patient. They waited for their moves and hopefully if the previews for the next episode are right, they make their moves. Um, I, I, it really like these next few episodes could be critical for them. Like if they make the right moves here, even if Tony is still in the game at that point and they make it to the final, like they've been in the minority Alliance for six, seven episodes now, six, six episodes. No, not that long. Five, five episodes. (laughs) 
I can't count. Um, they've been in the Minority Alliance for five episodes. They were in a Brains tribe that lost every challenge, basically. They went to Tribal Council three times. Um, they, like, they were so careful. And if they make it to the final in, like, one big move here in the last couple episodes, they have a real shot. Like, they have a real argument, I think. Yeah, they have a great story. Yeah. And they didn't screw over as many people as Tony did. Mm -hmm. I still think Tony played a stronger game. I also wonder how well Tony would be able to defend himself. Yeah, especially compared to someone who I mentioned in last episode, and he did it again this time, Spencer. Yeah. Just calling the game and being very measured. Yeah. He's so good at tribal. Like, yeah. So, I mean, if that's the last impression that people get is what you have to say for yourself, that has some weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this specter of the women's alliance here that really spooks Tony and Wu. Um, this is that's my favorite Mission Impossible movie. Women's Alliance? Specter of the Women's Alliance. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I thought that was um, a Jason Bourne movie, though. I don't know. <laughs> Um, this is a thing that like, uh, pops up in survivor seasons occasionally. And there are very few times I think where it actually coalesces into something real, but with a lot more frequency, it's men being scared of the idea of it (laughs) and causing them (laughs) to act like in a paranoid fashion. Um, we could get into all the uh, the deeper social and political implications of this. That's how Trump won. I got it. <laughs> he threatened a whim- that everyone else is going to form a women's alliance. <laughs> you can cut that joke if you want. It's probably not a great <laughs> joke to leave in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's a thing that is is mentioned with like some frequency, and it at like often frequents, frequently causes people to, like, freak out and act super paranoid. Um, it's, it's such a funny thing, if you really think about it. Like, what... The, 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 their, their logic is, a, like, oh, the women are going to team up against us instead yeah. of, hey, we can get rid of those guys, those stronger players. It's not a gender thing. It's just, like, Tony's been running the games. We can get rid of him. Mm-hmm. We don't have to trust him anymore. <laughs> Like, I, I think that's it's it's a version of that logic somehow, but they just gender it. it. It like becomes such a, you know, like alliances and stuff in Survivor is so complex and like so uh, almost like lucky or situational based on who you end up with and do things with where it, it becomes so easy then after so much of that to just look at like, oh, there are four women and two men they are going to join together and vote us out because of this like very obvious apparent thing that they have in common, you know? Yeah. And of course there's again, like (laughs) without getting into a social discussion about this, this like problematic thing with like men in general who (laughs) like fear the coming together of women. (laughs) (laughs) Calling them girls and not women. Huh. I'll just take that out and then leave it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just this like funny thing. And it's always like 
I don't know. Whenever it comes up, it's one of those like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Women's Alliance. They're scared. I will. I will say for this, um, it shows Tasha being a strategic player because she's obviously proven herself in the immunity challenges. And now she's she was talking um, and they showed her in the water with the other women. And then they had her interview and you know, she was saying, yeah, I want Tony to see this. I want him to be afraid of his position. Yep. Like she's really real. Well, and, that's, and that's the thing is because of that, what she's doing is like the conversations we're hearing, they're not strategic conversations. They're relational conversations. So what Tony sees is them getting along and not them hearing, uh, you know, no, please help me, help me, help me. Like it's just, yeah. It's four people getting along and Tony sees that and he, he gets nervous. Yep. Freaks him out. And yeah, yeah, like you said, subtly also a really like savvy move by both Spencer and Tasha. Who, yeah. Yeah. Tag team this really well. I don't know if they well. talked about it or if they both were just on the same page about it. Yeah, that's. It was I re- like a one-two punch. Yeah, yeah, I'm really curious about that because it, it doesn't seem like they talked about it necessarily. Yeah. But it's just, it went so well together. It's hard to imagine they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tasha's like, I'm going to, you know, talk with all the women in Tony's alliance to make him nervous. And Spencer's like, oh, look, those women are talking. I bet that'll make Tony nervous, you know, even if and, they didn't talk, they were on the same page. And Tony and Tony even approaches Spencer. And normally when he approaches someone like this, where he's trying to get a specific response from them, Tony is coming to them from a position of power yeah. and trying to get them mm-hmm. to say and agree with him. Like the way he approached Wu, when he approaches Spencer about it, Spencer's the one who has the power right there. Yeah. Spencer's the one who's just feeding this stuff to him and be like, oh yeah, you're right, man. Like, look at that. You know, Jeffrey said this and you know, this, that, and the other. Like, mm-hmm. Spencer just like completely plays Tony right there. Yeah, he masterminded really, him. Subtle and clever thing that happens. Yep. So yeah, that uh, works swimmingly in that it, it ends with Tony approaching Spencer saying like, I'm going to be your hero and save you and vote out Jeffra. And Spencer's like, Cool. (laughs) That's like Tony's game the whole time is trying to get you to be like, oh, I need you to do this for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Spencer just plays it right there. He's like, yeah, I I need you to do this for me. And, you know, he's just sitting there laughing at Tony. Yep. Super good, subtle move. It's so good. So Tony and Wu join up with Tosh and Spencer for this vote and vote Jeffra out. She's completely blindsided. And so are Cass and Trish once again. Um, Ending Jeffra's game. Let's do a moratorium on uh, Jeffra's time out here. A, I don't know what that song was. It was a Charlie That's Brown. Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, Whenever it sounded a. <laughs> it sounded a little bit like um, Miss Officer by Lil Wayne, where he goes. <laughs> wee, 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 wee. <laughs> That's it. Wayne. She was Miss Teen Kentucky twenty. 2007 i don't know what it was who knows um you you got some glimpses from her of like a strong survivor player but it never really came into existence Uh, i think last episode now especially carries some weight knowing that she goes out right afterwards 
maybe it would have been better for her to be on that other side. Well, yeah, this kind of like what you said. Like, I feel like she had a good idea of what was going on, um, but maybe either lacked the foresight to make the big move or like missed her timing or whatever and just kind of got got caught up and then one thing leads to another and she got she got voted out adios jeffra i i'm always curious about people like jeffra where i can't tell if she just like wasn't that good of a survivor player or if she just wasn't ready for it hmm. you know like yeah. if she came back would she be a better player yeah would she realize what she needed to do I think that's a good observation because I think you see that a lot, especially with Jeffers kind of archetype, like um, younger women who maybe don't have a whole lot of experience in like the prof- professional realm, but yet are like quite smart, um, even though they're not like necessarily casted for it. Right. Yeah. And that first time out, they get out there, they're like fairly naive um, and maybe not super cutthroat, but then they come back have the experience of being on survivor a time. And then also like being like 26 instead of 22. Um, well, and I'm and, sure and really show out. Like, oh, these people, these people just completely blindsided this person. And like, they're still friends afterwards. Like yeah. they understand it's a game. So I'm allowed to be. Yeah. I'm thinking of like an Andrea Belke or like a Kelly Wentworth who both in their first time out there, um, were not great and kind of fit the similar mold as a uh, younger woman. And then the next time they come out, they're a lot more strategic, a lot more cutthroat, become survivor legends. Jeffer only was out there one time, though. Maybe if she came back again, she would be one of those. Come on, Jeffer, give it another chance. Give it another shot. Come on. I'd be here for a Jeffer return. All all girl series of Survivor <laughs> called Dare the Second Wind. Thank you. <laughs> and then we don't care if they're all in an alliance. That's right. <laughs> they're going to be girls standing off to the side saying they're going to form a women's alliance. <laughs> <laughs> a millennial uh, versus Gen X alliance. Yeah. Females. We talked about um, Spencer's tribal performance. Just worth mentioning again, the, the strength of that. Um, yeah, the way that he didn't give anything away um, and undermined Tony while he was still working with him, setting the seeds for perhaps a deeper swap coming up. Um, yeah, he just sounded really good. And the way that they talked about chaos and um, all this had me thinking of my boy Littlefinger for you Thrones fans out there. <laughs> Chaos is a ladder. Uh, Spencer came, did everything but just straight up say it. Um, <laughs> man, when did when did Thrones start? Hold like, on, I'm looking this up. Eleven is my guess. Oh my gosh! Read First it episode date April seventeenth. 2011 boom goes the dynamite so you know what i bet the chaos is a ladder episode would have aired by the time that they filmed this maybe spencer watched game of thrones i could see him as a throne spencer totally watched game of thrones 100 percent. what episode was the chaos is a ladder we're doing some deep diving here tonight folks season three episode six entitled the climb was may 5th 2013 so that would have aired 
by the time that this season of Survivor was filmed. So perhaps Spencer was channeling his inner little finger at this tribal council. This is such a dumb thing. We just went down. It was so dumb, but it was so worth it. And now, you know, I bet he was. I bet he was. Yeah. There's one person on this podcast who watches Game of Thrones. It's a ladder. Not today. <laughs> yeah, we just for you listeners, we're recording this the day after the Battle of Winterfell aired. Um, so high on the hearts and minds of the public consciousness right now is oh, one person on this podcast. <laughs> and of the world, dude, the <laughs> one of the most like. I don't know, it was a, a monumental episode of television in the history of TV, I'd say. Huge stuff. I won't spoil what happens, though, because that would make me a bad person for you listeners out there. It's like, yeah, that happened, but also Avengers Endgame is out. This that happened, weekend. too. So, so nobody spoil that for me, because I actually care about that. Because <laughs> I actually care about that. <laughs> All right, last question, and then we'll move on to our MVPs. Was this ultimately a smart choice for Tony and Wu to vote Jeffra out instead of sticking with status quo and voting out Spencer? I think for Tony it makes sense. And why is that? I He's just such a strong player right now. I feel like as we get closer to the final, people are going to be looking for opportunities to vote him out. And if Tony can use his idols for the next two tribals only – He's safe for those at least. And then he just has to win immunity in four to get that. Otherwise, I don't know. Like I I just think it makes sense for him to flip now. Like if he's gonna make a move, make another move, right? I just don't like if you're Tony or Wu, would you rather have like who would you rather have as your enemy? Spencer or Jeffra? Right. I feel like the answer is Jeffra. I think Tony's afraid of Trish and Cass more so though. Why wouldn't he go for them though? That okay. Yeah, then yeah, why not go after why, them? Why did they vote out Jeffra? Yeah, I think they would say because she like threw his name out earlier. So Tony, so Tony thinks that he can justify it and get Cass and Trish back on his side. He thinks he's done that. He's done this once. He thinks he can do it again. Yeah, he thinks he, he's going to nip the Women's Alliance in the bud and vote someone out who clearly didn't want to work with him or at least had qualms about working with him. But you keep in Spencer, who is arguably your biggest adversary in the game. Yeah. But I think I, I think his thought here is if the jury, if, if he's in final tribal, he can spin it as he saved Spencer. The only reason Spencer's here is because I helped him. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like the move just because I just feel like Tony's whole MO this whole season has been being proactive. Like you could argue how effective he's been at doing it. Like if he could maybe have done it like in a smoother way, but like he's, minimizing any potential damage as it comes up and kind of, I don't know, like paving his way sort of to get to the, to you know, the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He- yeah. I, I argued very hard after episode eight that going after LJ right there was not the right time to do it. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of the discussion, we sort of realized that like, actually that does make sense. 
I, I, I think I've gotten to a point where I'm inclined to give Tony kind of the benefit of the doubt that like either, either his erratic play is going to work and get him all the way, or it just won't. And Tony's got to play Tony's game. It's just Tony being Tony. Tony. What do you think, Emily? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I keep thinking about um, Trish and Cass just because I don't know what they'll think of this. Trish right. seems to trust Tony so much, but I just wonder how many times he can leave her out of a decision before she questions mm-hmm. his judgment and trust of her. Yeah. Will this be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Yep. Who's to say? And it means that like if if they all agree to vote out Tony next time, like if if Trish goes to Spencer and Tasha and Cass and Wu and says, We have to get rid of Tony, we're done with him. It seems pretty likely that everyone would be like, Okay, yeah. Um you know, there, there, there's a chance that Spencer and Tasha might like argue or might team up with Tony to get rid of someone else. But like, you got to get rid of such a strong player. So then what happens is all of them vote for Tony. Tony plays his idol. Yeah. And then whoever Tony wants gone is gone. Yeah. And Tony gets to take out one player by himself. Yeah. We're at six now. And unless this vote, well, okay. Wu is deeply loyal to Tony now, clearly. And it seems that Trish is as well. That's three. And so he's like, he has a solid three. Right. Even if, you know, this sends Cass back to the other side, that's only three. Unless, yeah, this vote makes Trish feel alienated or or Wu wisens up and thinks that he can't beat him and needs to make a move. But I think in Tony's mind, and this is probably pretty, uh, like, backable, is like, I've got Trish and Wu 100%, you know? And he can afford to vote someone out like Jeffra because he's still got the two of them. But yeah, we'll see. It's a tough one on paper. Um, Cause yeah, it's like deeming which of the two threats is bigger like this again, specter of women's Alliance or Spencer and Tosh. I would argue that Spencer and Tosh are actually bigger threats, but I don't know. I'm also not on the Island. So yeah. tough to tell. Well, and I mean, and again, it's like Tony, Tony's playing this game with two idols, only one of which that other people know about, and one is the super idol. Yeah. So like he's not he's not playing this game from a purely like, oh, these are the numbers, these are the way they work. I need other people on my side. He's playing this game from I'm safe to the four. I just need to get through that one. All right, let's move on to our MVP discussion. Who gets the winner of the episode today? Emily, who's your pick? Adam's chanting Tasha. Can you explain why? Okay. Sometimes I think. Tasha with the three P with the turkey. Okay. (laughs) So she won a. Do I have a turkey noise in my soundboard? Demanding challenge. Mm. Okay. Against brawn and brain people. So like what this was designed to target. She crushed them all. Um, And then her play either with or got lucky with Spencer to like get the specter of the women's lions in there. Tasha just crushed it this week. We saw some like real strategic play from her and she's a real threat in challenges. I think she just like, she's amazing. That's true. I like trying to think of like, oh, yes. 
Come on, yeah. Mom, is that you? Mom. <laughs> the turkey. Come on. I'm always trying to think of a more creative answer than what might seem obvious, but that's a very good argument, and I really do like Tasha. So I'm just going to copy you. Tasha, for the win. Scoot. Oh... I'll take Tony because <laughs> he found the other idol and he did orchestrated another another takedown of a person. Truth. I, yeah. yeah, I think Spencer, Tasha, Tasha, and Tony are all like real serious candidates for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me Tasha, hundred percent. Wins the immunity. Uh, brilliant strategy in the water. Tasha's my pick. All right. Um, and speaking of awarding people, let's go ahead and check in on our Outwatch fantasy game. Um, bad news if your name's not Adam, once again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus. Um, okay, our scores at this point in third place after receiving three more points from Tony. That's a turkey of three consecutive weeks with three points. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> 33 points for RN Jesus, eking just barely ahead, still holding on to a minimal half point lead is Dara's second wind at 33 and a half, only receiving a half point from Cass and a half point from Trish. Zero points from Jeff for a real tough night for this tribe. And with a resounding uh, 52 points, a uh, whole 18 and a half up now is the Earlobe <laughs> Tribe after getting three more from Tasha and a point each from Spencer and Wu. Adam, your tribe has a commanding lead. Do you think there is any chance that it gives it up? No. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think, I think Spencer is going to be in the game while they try to get rid of Tony. I think Wu's going to stay in the game because I don't think it was much of a threat. I think Tasha is just too strong a player to let herself be taken out like a chump. I think I think I, I think I might not have the winner, but I still think I'm going to win without the winner. <laughs> It'd have to be a real from the top rope takedown for you to go yeah. down at this point. Yeah, it would have to be like Tony makes it to the final and gets all of the votes and names every other every, the rest of the episode, <laughs> and he's going to play all his idols and find six more idols. And find six more idols. <laughs> I'm playing this idol, Jeff. It says I'll get a million dollars now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, my special idol, it says that I win. <laughs> it says right here, congratulations, you win Survivor. It doesn't say that. I guess it does. <laughs> right here, I wrote it on it with Sharpie. <laughs> All right, well, this has been a pleasure, fam. Thanks for um, talking through this episode with me. And thanks to all of you at home or in your car or at the gym or wherever you happen to be while we speak into your ears right now. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of Survivor. It means so much to us. Um, please subscribe to our podcast. Um, I also just realized that I said thanks for listening to this episode of Survivor instead of Outwatch. Can we just play the audio version of every episode? (laughs) (laughs) We're a Survivor audiobook. (laughs) I probably pooped on myself. (laughs) 
wherever you are, I sure hope that you're not pooping on yourselves. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast for all the wonderful entertainment. You don't want to miss any of it because we have but two episodes remaining before we hit our live finale once again for this season of Survivor. So uh, be sure to keep listening and following along with the end of our road here on Survivor Kageon. Next time on Outwatch, we'll break down episode 11 and we will see you then. Until then, may all your auctions be full of fruitful, delicious meals and and cheeseburger sandwiches. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha,